This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. You are listening to the Blockade Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Rebus, a.k.a. Shut Your Trap. Joining me as always, halfway across the world, Jared Morgs. Hey, Chris. How's it going? It is going uh, relatively well. Um, this is a Halloween weekend for everybody, so happy Halloween. You've uh, The day has come and passed when you listen to this by a day or two, but uh, there you go. Yes. It is the, <laughs> it is, it's Hello's Eve for real here because it's the 30th today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are preparing for the zombie onslaught of children. Um, do, do you dress up, Jared? I don't know. I don't normally dress up, but uh, the kids when, probably When was will. the last time you dressed up? For, oh, geez. Uh, in just <laughs> in general, probably at the last fancy no, dress. No, for Halloween. For Halloween. I don't think I ever have. Uh, no? At all. No. Only as a kid? Or did you even ignore them? No. We didn't really do it as a kid. When I was growing up as a kid, Halloween wasn't really even a thing in Australia. It's only recently that we've adopted it from the U.S. because lollies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, with Halloween being such a, a fall-oriented <clears throat> thing, and obviously in Australia, uh, your spring, I guess, is is that what you'd be in right now, or no? Yeah, it's spring. It's sort yeah, of spring. creepy into summer. It's actually pretty hot. Right. Um, so obviously it doesn't quite uh, jibe as well. No. <laughs> It's interesting. I just found out that Japan only within the last couple of years has started doing Halloween. And as with all things Japanese, they're doing it in their own manner. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so uh, from what I was reading, they already have a, uh, a spooky time of year that takes place more, I guess, a couple months earlier. And huh. there's two different types of ghosts. They have the the scary ghost, which is what their whole festival is, is based around, I guess. And it's, it's like the terrifying, you know, ghost of your nightmares kind of thing. But what they've done with Halloween is make it all about the cutesy ghosts. All right. Okay. And, uh, so it's interesting seeing these pictures of how they've kind of adopted, uh, the, the American idea of Halloween, but keeping it separate from their own, you know, although it's not Halloween, but their own version of of what we tend to do here in America, which is blood and guts and terror. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love watching the Americans dress up in, in their um, full-on, usually zombie or like I've had my head sort of half cut off looking costumes. Right. It's, it looks awesome. There's sometimes the, the guys here in Australia, I've seen some pretty creative um, adult costumes come forward too, where some dudes have come out with like blood splatters all over them and it looks pretty good, I have to say. <laughs> I actually let them have a lolly because I said, "Yeah, yeah, you deserve a lolly, mate. Go on, take a lolly." <laughs> so I've always wondered. I've always wondered what do cosplayers do for Halloween? Uh, that's a very good question. Because a cosplayer, well, yeah, but they got to be. You've seen some of these cosplayer costumes, and they're incredible. Yeah. Just the detail. But do they then go, well, that's what I take to conventions for Halloween. I got to do something completely different. Or do they just go, well, I spent all this time on this costume. I'm going to wear it as many times as I possibly can. That's the approach I take. 
I go, ah, oh, yeah, <laughs> this is like the- taking me hours and hours and hours. I'm going to get all the wear out of it I possibly can. Um, I don't believe, I don't, I'm not sure when the last time was that I dressed up. Uh, I, as an adult, any of my Halloween costumes have usually been, what can I toss together in about uh, five to ten minutes with minimal thought? Yep. <laughs> um, that's, that's, that's about the effort I'd put into it as well, mate. <laughs> we've come to think of it, it was pretty much how I dressed it as a kid, too. It was, uh, yeah. it, my, my go-to standby was, oh, I got to go to something for Halloween? Okay, let's see, I'm um, putting on my baseball uniform, and then I'm taking ace bandages, wrapping up my head and my arm, and now I'm the invisible baseball player. Um, All right. Cool. Or or the mummy baseball player, either or. It, it, it kind of would go either yeah. way. But uh, you could rock it either way. Yeah, you take it, both it, answers. You take both <laughs> answers. <laughs> they weren't terribly original. I I have it on my mind though because at work on Monday, um, and I've only had to work on Halloween a handful of times, but I've never been like full time on a show. And yeah, you know, as a day player, you're not expected to dress up, but sometimes on the shows, depending on the the show itself they get into Halloween. And so we got sent a notice this weekend that there's going to be a costume contest, but as it's a Disney kids show, we have to, uh, you know, with seven kids running around, we have to dress up. uh, Can't be gory, has to be kid friendly. um, And you have to be able to work in it. (laughs) Oh yeah. Okay. There's there's that thing. (laughs) So no, um, no caterpillar um, bay loading uh, costumes. From aliens, then in that case, it would be hard exactly. to operate with that. Yeah. yeah, it'd be very difficult to lay marks on the ground and uh, carry equipment. Yeah, so I've been trying to think, <laughs> what, can I, what can I throw on just quickly? And I'm thinking hair uh, well, would be a good start. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. you know you, you've got room to do whatever you like with with your with the state of your hair, as do I. Exactly. I could go. I could go the full. Who the hell is that guy? And shave my uh, goatee and mustache. But I haven't done. I haven't been shaved in oof, eighteen years, nineteen years. I think I've had yeah, this right. thing. Yeah. So well, you could do it. it. Wouldn't take him that long to um bring you back up. It to wouldn't take glory. long to bring it back up. But on the other hand, I also don't really want to go there for one day. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Because because I did it when I first started dating my wife. Um, I did it within a couple of months of us starting to date. I shaved it off, and she went, mm. yeah, grow that back. And that's the last <laughs> one. <laughs> that's very rare that we would actually say grow a beard back. Normally, they hate them. Um, yeah, I, um, I tend to do, I will drop at least 10 years of age uh, if I shave my yeah. um, That's generally what happens. That's why I always look young, because I just don't. I can't do a beard. Uh, my lineage doesn't allow me to grow thick-set beards, so it just looks scruffy and gross. <laughs> so I just don't worry about it. And it's also ginger as well. What the hell? So it looks yeah, wrong. Wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. So speaking of uh, Halloween, Bowmusters yeah. has uh, come out for the Halloween table that uh, Farseet, 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 Farseet. Uh, uh, Farseet does every year. And all I can say is this is what you people get for demanding a Halloween table every year. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've really had next to no play with it, though, Jared, because... Well, you're a lucky man. (laughs) (laughs) Why, thank you. Uh, Both because of my my work schedule, but also my computer has decided that um, it no longer likes my video card. Uh It um, has crapped the bed on that. And also one of my uh, RAM memory sticks has gone kaput. So Mm. I cannot run Pinball Arcade at the moment (laughs) on my PC. 
I did, like however. The universe, is, the universe is trying to tell you something here, mate. Dude, like, it's cons- oh, man, have I just had like months of PC issues, haven't I? Yeah, you really have. You need a Mac. <laughs> then I wouldn't be able to play TPA, though. That's actually true. No, because Steam doesn't work on Mac. Why? What the actual hell? It's right? stupid. Yeah. Right? So I did, uh, I did look at the uh, trial version of Bone Busters on my, on my phone. Mm. And yeah, I'm left scratching my head. <laughs> it's a strange, strange table. In every aspect of the table, it's strange. Um, so we'll, we'll get this aspect out of the way. Um, it's a premiere or Gottlieb premiere, which everybody knows I loathe. Yeah. And really, so do I. They're, there's nothing really nice to say about them. They're shallow depth games. Um, they usually have a terrible sound package, which this one delivers on. Um, let's, let's speak of that sound package. <laughs> Let's, oh, yeah. let's get a little sample of the theme music here. Here we go. Mm. Yep, sounds like a Gottlieb premiere to me. <laughs> yep, absolutely. That's just terrible. And that's that's admittedly through the uh, <laughs> Chris's microphone um, from the tablet or from his phone. But really, it doesn't actually sound that much difference when you're in in game either. <laughs> so now uh, there's also. Um, the table itself, when it goes through the, the flyby mode, you can see it's got all sorts of toys or, or dimension to it. Mm. And like I was worried about, when you actually get into playing the game, everything goes flat because you're at that top-down view. Yeah, Boy, it's just table, you need to be able to you need to be able to move your head side to side and get mm. that feel because everything blends together because Gottlieb never meant a play field that they couldn't over-decorate. Oh, no. Then, boy, have they <laughs> delivered on this one. It is a clown vomit hot mess of art. Yeah. Um, it is terrible. And the, 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 the chair, or what they call the bridge in the yeah. game, occasionally, and apparently they call it different things in the instructions to what's actually in the voice calls in the game, because <laughs> let's leave the user guessing when they're trying to play this game. <laughs> that thing is just a, uh, it, I don't even know what's going on. I had to actually go into pro mode and explore the table to see exactly what was actually happening up the back there. Like when you oh shot the goodness. ball in and all it does is it just, it, you, you shoot the ball up the, um, the little entry ramp. It drops into this big gaping hole at the back dribbles its way down to a saucer and that's it. There's nothing special about it. It doesn't do anything cool. And then when it ejects the ball, it just dribbles out dribbles out the left-hand side. Life, how unimaginative. They could have done so much cool stuff with that thing. Now, yeah, keep in mind... put a source there. Yeah, this, this table was made in 1989. Hmm. And apart from the wonderfully uh, terrible soundtrack, let's, let's listen a little bit to some of these uh, sound effects, if I can do this properly. Okay, hold on. Here we go. Wow, exciting, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's that's ten seconds of my life I want back right now. <laughs> it's uh, it's this amalgamation of modern ideas with having mm. speech, but then having the speech pulled off terribly, um, yeah. as well as having these uh, secondary sounds. You know, when you're hitting targets and stuff like that, that are straight out of 1982. 
Um, yeah. Which this is again, a limitation, right? that this is, we're looking at the same um, software system that was used on Victory two years earlier yeah. for this game, and it's got to leave eighty B, I think. And you can tell, like, they haven't done anything to stretch that platform's sound capabilities at all with this platform. Right. Whereas, you take a look at something like System Eleven, where they were trying to squeeze out every last little bit of performance and finesse that they could from that sound chip. Um, you could just see the engineering behind it and the overall care when they implement a game like this is just—it's just an afterthought. It just feels like an afterthought. So, for instance, let's listen to a little bit of uh, of Earthshaker if we can. So there's an actual, I don't know, you can argue whether you like Gottlieb's music better or not, but here's the thing. All the Gottlieb tables sounded exactly the same with the music. All the Williams they tables do. had a clear and distinct different sound going for them. That's actually interesting because I listened to this uh, uh, soundtrack collection by a guy called Marcel Gonzalez, and what he's done is he's taken the original sounds of all the System 11 games, a lot of them, and remastered them into like an actual sort of musical track soundtrack. And you can actually hear across each year how the soundscape of the games change. Like they'll find a new way to represent a baseline in the, the game. So they'll use that across all the tables in the year. And then they find a different way to represent guitars. So they'll actually use, they go, that's really cool. Let's use that in all the games in this year. So you can actually see there's an evolution of sound across system 11 games as you progress through it. It's really interesting to hear. Now, my other, uh, my other complaint is just brief, and this one actually is the uh, Farsight's doing. On the mobile, mm. uh, okay, so there's an upper flipper on the right-hand side of the table that is activated by a separate flipper switch. Yes. And on the mobile edition, obviously your flippers are, it's a touchscreen zone. And mm -hmm. it's, you know, right below the, right next to or kind of side to side with the flippers. Well, they put yep. this gigantic button to flip that upper flipper right where yep. your thumb normally would have gone to, to the regular flippers. Yep. And I can't tell you just in the little five minutes that I played with it, how many times I hit that button rather than hitting my actual flipper button. So, you know, you can change the position of that in mobile. Are you able There's to do Yes, you are. There's a setting in the, in the settings menu um, that allows you to change that in 10% increments um, across oh. the... Uh, and that's for all special button positions, so launch buttons and special buttons. It's basically allows you to move it 10% increments up and down the table. So you can customize that. Have a look in the, um, the settings menu per game, and you'll see the, uh, the button position option. Well, that's good to know. I'll have yeah. to uh, I'll have to sample around and uh, play with that. Uh, so it's, it's funny, you know, you're not the first person to have this problem. It was pretty much the impetus for me writing the Android user guide because <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the things that people couldn't work out, along with the cloud saving stuff. So yeah, you've just hit the same issue that everyone else has. So again, my only complaint with uh, with Farsight at the moment is choosing this table and that button. But I guess I can uh, if I can move the button, that'll that'll help. It's just um, using the table now. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I haven't. I I know some people have been complaining about uh, how the table actually plays in TPA, but since I haven't experienced it myself, I can't really uh, comment and attest to it because I haven't witnessed it or felt it for myself. But uh, I don't know. It's it's just it's a gutly premiere. God, I wish we would stop with those. Um, and what we what we had hoped initially was going to be the season of sports on Pinball Arcade 
has now quickly turned into the season of Gottlieb. Yes, Gottlieb. It's Gottlieb Classics collection. Um, so we started off with uh, Big Hurt, which was yep. a uh, more modern Gottlieb premiere with the uh, DMD screen. And yeah. then we get uh, Bonebusters Inc. here. And next mm-hmm. month, according to the table hint, we're getting two Gottlieb EMs, for which yes. I applaud Farsight. I will take a Gottlieb uh, EM much, much more receptive to those than uh, than I would be ever of a Gottlieb premiere. Uh, the two oh, yeah, tables, absolutely. based off the table hint, looks like we are getting Jack's Centigrade and Centigrade 37. Yes. Mm. Which, by the looks of them, are two completely different styles of EM. Uh, Jack's yeah, open. Very it's, it's kind of a wide open field with basically a bank of drop targets um, across the upper middle of the play field. And mm. it's all about hitting those in uh, you know certain combinations or whatever. Centigrade, it's actually like um, I was going to say yeah. The for those who haven't looked it up yet, as they're watching the show, it's actually like the the drop target bank is actually shielding the pop bumpers. It's this massive, like what is it? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine drop target bank. Um, so it's going to be you pretty much. <laughs> that's what you're going to be going for, and then shoot around the back. To well, and if it, if it was tuned to the way most EMs should be tuned. <clears throat> Uh, now, granted, this is a 1977 table, so it's not technically an EM, I guess, because it'd be a solid state. No, um, this is EM. Yeah, you can tell. It's a, absolutely. It's a wedge head. Okay. It's got a counter. in the. It's got manual counters in Great. the back. It's an EM. Great. Um, if it's tuned properly, you should never be able to reach those pop bumpers with your flipper. <laughs> well, if it's, yeah, if it's tuned properly, you should just dribble up there, not rock it up there like it's possessed. Exactly. Pretty much you get the pop bumpers when you do your launch ball, and then that's the last time you see them. Um, yeah. But uh, Centigrade, on the other hand, is much more of a lane shooter. Uh, yes, it is, isn't it? It's got yeah, lanes on the right-hand side. There is a bank of drop targets. It's much more about uh, putting the ball down lanes and, and having it hit uh, table switches. Uh, you know what it reminds that. me of? It reminds me mm. a bit of uh, the Path of Adventure or the, um, uh, the uh, Path of the Dead on uh, Lord of the Rings. And the okay. fact that you have to like pass the pass the ball down the lanes, and you might have to like switch between the lanes with a nudge here and there. Sure. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. So I'm all for the uh, for the two pack, but this mm. does worry me. So is this a situation where because obviously we're looking at getting Alvin G? Uh, yep, it's another. Technically, it's another Godleap. It's made by the brother of. It's a different company. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it truly is because Remind, Alvin, it is. It, it's of. true Gottlieb versus the premier Gottlieb, which was premier bought the name of Gottlieb, and then Alvin G mm. was actually the same uh, company as Gottlieb, I believe. I mean, maybe I'm. I think say. it's like the brother of the original guy. Um, okay, Alvin. Yeah, Alvin um, Gottlieb and Co. So it's it's in my opinion, the Alvin G pens are more of a true uh, path of what would have happened to Gottlieb had it not been mm. sold off as yeah. opposed to what the sell-off version was where it became this pale imitation. Um, yeah, I wonder what the business decision was behind that. I've never read anything about why they did that. Um, yeah, I don't know the history myself either. Hmm. It'd be interesting to see if someone does. Let, let us know if you find an article on it, if you're listening. Uh, but what I was going to say is it worries me of what happened to our uh, Bally and Williams tables. Are we? Yeah, where are they going? Are we in contract negotiations for those? Um, because this know. is what happened at the end of, what was it, season two? Where we all of a sudden had six tables in a row of Gollib? Yeah. Oh. 
Those what a miserable days. time that was, right? That was pretty <laughs> terrible. Yeah. yeah, that was not a fun time. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see where they go with that. But if that's the season that we wind up having, I don't know. I'm still fingers crossed. Pull out a save. Give me roller games. Um, well, you know, we are going to get probably another Doctor Who table in the next couple of months, which will be interesting. True. We and talk about that a bit is, more. I don't know. Is are we ready to talk about that? I've seen some screenshots that came out with the uh, newsletter, but that's mm-hmm. about all the info that uh, I have. Yeah, I think we can have a very brief discussion about it because there's stuff in there that um, more relates to the rules, and it's interesting to see how they're sort of uh, adapting the table layout because they really haven't changed much on the table layout. Um, they're ch- how they're changing the table layout uh, and the rules based around the existing layout. Um, it gives you some clues, perhaps, about what's going to be in the table. You're so, yeah, able to gather all happen. that from the three pictures? <laughs> so well, in, case, a- if, in case you don't subscribe to the newsletter, basically uh, they posted three pics, uh, one of which was where normally the time expander was there was now a gaping <clears throat> hole and a TARDIS. Yeah, that's that's all there is. It looks really, really depopulated. I'm not sure what's going on yeah, there. Yeah, this is a very early... I, I gotta believe this is a very early build, or not even build, yeah. but uh, that it's not fully populated or, or art uh, artwork hasn't been done yet. It's just kind of like, hey, this is yeah. an idea that we're having that you know, TARDIS is going up here. Uh, pop bumpers were Dalek heads. They look um, good, I've got to say. They look quite cool. Um, the Dalek zone, because it's all about battling the enemies. So right. I think um, you've got to battle the Daleks by shooting them up into there. It, it, the real card tells you a little bit more, which is uh, the ball launch behaves exactly like the original table where you select your um, villain instead of doctor. This time okay. this is all about the battling the villains. So they've flipped around basically, which is interesting. Um, so you select your villain and you go and target that area of the play field to get more points, just like you do in the original game. Um, then you've got the Time Lord's Fury. Um, now I'm just trying to bring... You've got Time Lord's Fury. You've got how to earn a special, an extra ball, um, a Zygon shot, um, play field multipliers, which I'm pretty sure will be on the ramp like they are now, um, regeneration mode, um, and you've got... Um, the doctor itself. So it's using the D-O-C-T-O-R target. So there could be one or two locations. It could be the repair targets or the escape targets Mm -hmm. um, in the game. I'm thinking probably it's probably going to be the escape targets down the bottom of the table. Um, And then you hit the TARDIS to start multi-ball and um, jackpot is... um, Three hits on the cyber boss. So I have a feeling that is still going to be a mini play field that raises up. Um, and I I reckon that the thing on the top is just basically replace the two locks. And that's all it is. Right. And maybe there's a lock either side. Yeah, so it appears that they're going to try and keep the flow the same um, in the, the table. But I think they're going to try and... I guess switch the focus. So it's interesting to see where they're going from a design perspective on it. Let's see right. um, how it goes as far as realization of the theme. Cause there's like, you got to go and shoot the angel targets um, and you got to, to regenerate yourself. You got to shoot 10 loops, um, which is basically the hang on ramp. Um, then you got to complete who, mm-hmm. which is the, um, 
um, Sonic Boom um, to score 10 million. So it looks like they're really plugging into the ROM like quite extensively. So they're still plugging into the rule right. set of the ROM, but they're probably going to do completely new DMDs, sound, and everything to sort of match up to it. So uh, retrofitting rules onto a, an old game, very interesting. I don't know how they're going to technically how they would achieve that, but um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how it all washes out. And I do really wonder if it's... I don't think they're going to make that an entire... Uh, the only solitary release for that month. I, I reckon they will. Do you think it will be? It's on... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I reckon it will be. Yeah, hmm. it'll be the only one out. And it'll probably be around Christmas, my guess. Um, well, if they did it that way, but I'm, I'm wondering if it becomes that we'd get 11 tables, you might say, for the for that season, as opposed to... Possible. Well, yeah, because I don't, I don't know. That... Uh, I think that's one of the reasons why they're, well, one of the many reasons why uh, the Ghostbusters Haunted House uh, redo never actually made itself its way into the pinball arcade uh, mm. because it wasn't a real machine. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. The interesting thing here, to get special, it's a long march to that. You've got to shoot all the angel targets, which if you have a look at the screenshots in um, the newsletter, there were... Um, Angel targets to the left and right of the time expander. What was the time expander? So I'm sure there's other ones floating around too. So you've got to shoot all the angel targets four separate times to time lock them for eternity, for eternity and score a special. Hmm. So that's going to be non-trivial. Um, so yeah, I love to I love to try and understand what targets they're tying into the existing ROM to do that. And I'm trying to remember how you trigger a special now. Um, and I think it's, hmm, I think it might be loops, I think. So I don't know how they're going to trigger that. Anyhow, I think time will tell. Time will tell, absolutely. In, uh, in other news, there's all, there's all sorts of things that uh, have, have been going on this week. Um, did lots, you see, of, lots of pinball, eh? Hey? Lots yeah, did of you pinball see the, this week. Did you see the pictures of Batman 66? Uh, no, I haven't actually been anywhere near real pinball sites this week. So uh, Stern released some picks, uh, some, I should say, the whole gallery, like they tend to do right before the uh, tables are released, of, mm. uh, of the tables. And it is as garish and loud as Batman should be. And it's yep. now, from the picks, I was having a very hard time telling if it was Photoshopped pictures of the characters or if they were hand-drawn but very photorealistic. Um, yeah. Some of the some of the the images on the playful definitely are hand drawn uh, images, but uh, they basically have five villains across the uh, center, right above the flippers. Um, I'm I don't know what the modes are or anything. I didn't do research beyond just looking at the pictures, but those are the ones that look kind of Photoshop ish. But if there was ever a table where I didn't mind, it's this table because Batman sixty six very much had crappy graphics slapped on top of live action and uh, it, it works in a weird way. It just, I kind of went, you know what? I don't, I don't mind what's, what's I'm seeing here. Um, yeah. The, they have the table come in three different versions and I did have to laugh. So the, the regular uh, version, the pro, the pro is premium. The pro uh, is premium and costs yeah. that much. Oh, uh, so yeah. 500 bucks. And then you have the limited edition, which uh, runs you a cool ten grand. And then you have the super limited, which is like the cost of like more than the cost of a reasonably priced car. 
Um, I think, what 16, was it, 15? 16 grand. 16 like grand? that is bonkers. Now, here's the thing. if It's not even a choice for you because you had to submit an application, which roll my eyes. Uh, you had to submit an application for Stern to even choose you to be able to purchase one. It reminds me of uh, when Ferrari comes out with uh, certain certain models of their vehicle that you know they're only going to produce 100 or 300 of, and everybody has to submit their resume of how much of a Ferrari collector they are and why they should own it because otherwise it just goes to all these Saudi princes. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's what this reminded me of. of like, really? Um, but the cool thing with the that I liked with the limited edition as opposed to the Pro is the topper. And yeah, the top of it. The, they put the two arches up. of what the car, the bubble, the bubble roof of the car, with a uh, a red siren in between the two, so it looks like the Batmobile, and I thought that was pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah. That, yeah. I think they've got that. The, the theming is. It actually seems pretty good. On it, it does. But I don't know. I don't think the price tag tag commands it. Sure, it's got the new amazing LCD in it. Whatever. Like <laughs> all the other manufacturers have been doing that for a little while now. Um, and they're certainly not that price. So, um, you know, you look honestly, at I think this is priced because I know it's a collector's table before anybody even gets their hands on it. Yeah. I um, think that's probably it. Yeah. And they actually still have, if you listen to the other pinball podcasts, they've covered this ad nauseum and it's really, you've still actually have an option on buying it from you again. If you sell it within, I think it's a year or something like that. Of getting oh. it, like the super so premium version. Flip it. No, you can't flip it. Like they will actually restrict you from selling it somehow, which is like everyone's just going, oh, "Really, get stuffed." <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a flip. <laughs> I'll flip you. I'm not leasing this. I'm purchasing it. Yeah, yeah. it's ridiculous. So yeah, they can... is, well, here's the question: Is that for the the super special edition, or is that for all three editions? That's for the super special edition. Yeah. Okay, that makes. Um, no, I understand that. Again, if you're going to go through an application process, they want they don't want they don't want you succeeding in the application and turning around and charging double what you just paid for it. Yeah, so I, um, I understand them keeping keeping track of it that way. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, the funny thing is that they said, "Oh, it'll be super limited edition run of thirty, and then the demand for it was so high they said, "Oh, let's make that eighty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so good on you, Stern. <laughs> it's going to be super limited unless people actually want to buy it. Then we're going to reconsider that as as right. as we need because we're a business and we can do it with the hell we like. Now, uh, another interesting thing that we've uh, noticed is you remember a few months back we talked about VP cabs and yeah, their, uh, and the success on Shark Tank. Yeah, yeah. Since then, we've been uh, well. One company has actually contacted us, and another company we were uh, pointed in the direction of. There are two more virtual pinball cabinets coming out. Mm. And uh, we'll have more on that uh, soon to come, but one of them is called the Highway Group. I believe yeah. that's correct, yes. Yeah, the Highway um, Group. They're based down yeah. here in New South Wales. Um, mm -hmm. And they've got their own little digital pinball platform, which is, well, pretty much, it, it's all the digital pinball um, released to date, so from Zen, uh, Farsight, and all the main ones as well. Um, well, basically, so, yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's and and what was uh, the the name of the company? The other company is escaping me at the moment. Uh, the other one is Bespoke Arcades, um, and they've got their product Kingpin, which 
I'll give you a hot tip. Looks better realized than the other one. Um, it just looks like more like a pinball machine. Um, so it is interesting because in the videos, they always show them being able to play Farside tables and Zen tables and, of course, future pinball uh, and pinball VR or uh, VR. VR pinball. No. Yeah, VR pinball. V, v, uh, v pinball. V, v, virtual pinball. I'm like, v pin main. Yeah. Right. V, v pin, pin main. main. Yeah. Um, they're all showing that, but I do go back to VB Cab as being the only one so far that's licensed for Zen. Uh, yeah, that's right. So there's something to be said about about that. Um, Doing but, it right, essentially. But with the Kingpin cab, it looks like they're incorporating an Xbox Connect camera to it so that it will shift the perspective of the table as you're, you move. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, you don't need to have goggles on. It will actually slightly yeah, shift the perspective, which is going to be interesting. Because... That, I think, is very interesting for the, uh, the mm. virtual pinball cabinet market. Yeah. Very, very interesting. You can really upgrade the living wazoo out of this thing too. Like that's, there's a, there's a 5,000 or 6,000 pound version, uh, which is the entry, <laughs> which is the entry level model. Then you go up for, then you can add on anything extra. Like you could do, um, you can customize anything on it. You can do a custom finish, um, custom graphics, accessories. You could, you could pretty much pimp it out the way you want. And then there's um, an option that you can get an RGB light show kit at the back to actually sort of give the play field a bit more depth. Um, a full vibration kit. These motors look pretty beefy inside the, um, the camera. There's actually eight extra points of vibration with a kicker and motor um, in there to really give more haptic feedback. Um, the thing that struck me a bit strange with the Kingpin product is the fact that for the nudge and tilt functions, there's actually buttons. It doesn't actually allow you to naturally tilt the table like the V-pin main uh, V-pin cabs uh, version did. Um, I think they actually had some sort of um, accelerometer in the game, didn't they, Chris? That allowed you to yes. tilt. Yeah, yes. this one's all button control, which is a bit hokey, uh, really. I don't like that. Yeah, no, it's not realistic enough. But you can actually add in a real digital plunger um, and upgrade your sound system from a um, a normal, a normal two point one speaker system to the no high, no lows. It's a Bose system, uh, <laughs> so that's going to be interesting. And yeah, the three D upgrade kit as well. Uh, I should point out that that was one of the things that Stern upgraded with the the super special version is their sound. And I'm curious to know if you put that up against VP Cab sound system, which sound like it would just you know make your teeth everything melt. on your wall fall off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty impressive. I think the um, the people are saying, oh, how can you do virtual surround sound in a pinball machine? It's very easy. You do phase easy. inversion, just like Bose do, with all their 2.1 speaker systems. It's just phase inversion. So exactly. it throws the sound to the back of you. It's easy. Yep. So, yeah, it's really possible to do. And it sounds really good, too. The effect is very convincing. Um, but, yeah, the EX version of the um, Kingpin cabinet is 9,995 pounds sterling, Man. Um, in, including VAT. So isn't that good? That um, is a chunk of change. Yeah, it sure is. So it looks like with that one, though, you do get a, um, a Steam gift card. Um, oh, how generous. <laughs> so they throw in a Steam gift card for that. <laughs> it's like, far out, okay. Uh, that's that's so yeah, their licensing right there. There you go. You're now being licensed. Yeah. So anything on Steam, you can you can put on it. Um, so hopefully we'll have more news for you guys coming up. Uh, we're reaching out and trying to uh, maybe uh, have 
either or both of these companies talk to us and uh, give us a give us their pitch of of why their cab is awesome. Uh, yeah, hopefully. Um, also, want to point everybody's direction out. There is another virtual uh, pinball game out there by a new mm. company. Uh, the game we were talking about is called Black Flaggers. Yeah. Steam only, right? It's Steam only at the moment. Uh, they were running a uh, Kickstarter, and then they pulled the Kickstarter. The company is by uh, is uh, Form Slingers. That's the name of the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're based in Berlin, and I believe it's two guys, is, yeah. what, uh, is what Sven told us. Yes, and from the looks of the video, uh, again, the game is called Black Flaggers Pinball. It's uh, pirate-themed and has really, really cool lighting on it. Yeah, it does. It looks so sharp. It's pretty good it for really a TV, too. It has a nice fade and a nice glow to it. And the thing that I really appreciated was when a flasher went off that was above the table, it illuminated that portion of the table and then faded back. Um, mm. So the light really looks wonderfully interactive. Um, in a lot of respects, it looks like a Zen table. Uh, this is one of those, it, it kind of is, it's not contained inside of a cabinet. It's kind of floating out there on its own. But the actual gameplay by the video looks like it very much adheres to uh, real pinball. It's not full of animated things that dance and pop up in the middle of the play field. You know, it's like a ramp is a ramp and a, a trail is a trail. It's not going to magically transport a ball somewhere. Okay. Uh, so it's kind of a, it's, it looks like kind of a hybrid, you might say, of of a pinball arcade and a Zen table Mm. Um, kind of taking the, the best of both worlds, but creating more of a realistic environment. You might say say realistic when there's a shark and a pirate head uh, that moves around on the table. But anyway, (laughs) um, it looks pretty good Uh, right now though. They're on, they're trying to get the steam green light. So look up black flaggers pinball, give them the okay. And hopefully if they can get on steam again, we'll be able to maybe, uh, talk to them if uh, Sven's already been in contact with them, uh, working some magic and working behind the scenes to see if we can uh, get a chat with them going on here. Yeah. There's another new release as well, which has come out on um, mobile. It's called Pin Out. And it's made by uh, the this company called Mediocre Games. And it's like <laughs> they produce really, really good games, but I love the fact that they call themselves Mediocre. Um, it's very good. So Pin Out is... A, a pinball aesthetic puzzle game is the best way I could describe it. Um, you go through, um, it's linear, so it's a little bit like an endless runner pinball, but it's not really endless running. You do have control of like where the ball goes. Um, and it's not just you know like a normal endless runner where you go left or right, or maybe jump if you've got a really advanced one. This one's, you've got to shoot the ramps, and the idea is to build up your time. Um, it's all time-based, so if you run out of time, that's game over. and the game itself is spread over six levels. Um, and if you buy the one-time in-app purchase to uh, unlock the game, you get to continue from whatever you left off in the game. So the idea is with the game is you... It looks a bit like uh, pinball is, in, is interpreted through Tron. It looks exactly like that. The graphics aesthetic in it is really, really good. And the soundtrack to it is second to none. Like it's a... Um, it fits perfectly with the theme of the game and it's all electronic um, soundtrack. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's so, so well themed. If you want to see perfect execution for a soundtrack in a game, this would be a reference title for me. 
Um, it's unbelievable. Um, so, the, yeah, the idea is to pick up the little time dots that are on the play field to give you extra time and find the quickest and most efficient path to the very end. Now, the idea is that the thing you'll find is that when you go through the six stages to build up your time, there's an end game in, in mind. And that end game is to go into what they call basically extra time mode. And the idea with that mode is to get as far as possible through the same six levels again, but without the requirement to pick up any time, uh, time extension um, cubes. So you're basically going right from the very start, I'm gonna go all the way through the levels again and try and get as far as I possibly can to the end. And I believe the end of the game is you've got to get to the end of the levels again, and then you win the game. I haven't yet been able to do it. People playing with- It's a really- People playing with form factor of pinball, but turning it into, like you said, a puzzler. Yeah, that's right. It's, um, it's quite good that the puzzles, you, you do actually need to do some memory recall in the game about which things you need to shoot where. Um, so there is a bit of retention required with this game, um, but the the it's very accessible as far as interface goes. It's basically left and right on the screen, um, and it's got uh, different graphics modes to cater for the devices. On my Nexus 6P, um, I can do balance mode, but on my Shield tablet, I can go for extreme mode, <laughs> which looks amazing like this thing is pumping out pc quality graphics on my tablet it looks amazing um so yeah i would recommend you pick it up it's free um on mobile and you can choose whether you want to unlock the iop so you've got nothing to lose so this is what i love about uh, our little niche hobby uh gaining traction again uh in the real world with real pinball is that all of a sudden we're having all these gaming the digital options happening, whether it be the Stern Pinball Arcade app, uh, the Pinball Arcade itself, Zen, games like what you're talking about, uh, what Black Flaggers is doing, all the way to these virtual cabinet makers. Uh, it, it's, it's really kind of fun seeing it all kind of blooming in front of us, uh, whereas when Pinball Arcade came out, what was that, four years ago, five years ago? Mm. Four years ago. That was pretty much it. Um, and Zen, yeah. that was it. Yeah, that was it. There wasn't anything else worthy of download. I mean, obviously, a virtual pinball had been, uh, you know, VPN had been going on for a little while there, but it was so completely niche, you know, even your casual fan wouldn't have had any clue about it, not alone, let alone, you know, the difficulty of the install at that time. Yeah, so, that's right. It was not easy to get that thing running. You really had to be pretty dedicated to wanting right. to play pinball. Right. So it's it's really kind of cool. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that it's uh, kind of going, and uh, that's why you listen to the blockade, isn't it? Because this is what we talk about. Digital, sort of pinball. digital pinball, <laughs> and sometimes real pinball if there's crossover, which there often is. Yes, there there yeah. often is. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, if you want to get a hold of us, why don't you do so? Contact us via email at blockade at gmail .com or hit us up on Twitter. 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 It's I'm a winner. Not sure if I want to find out what that site is. Um, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> at Blockade, or you can talk to myself at Shut Your Traps. Jared is at Jared Morgs. Uh, highlight one other thing. So those of you that have listened to us for a while, you know Sven comes on all the time. His username is Xenia. And Sven recently has been promoted on the Pimble Arcade forums up to moderator. Yes, with the pay rise that comes along with that. Being nothing. Just nothing. 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> except for, except for uh, uh, here's a few more headaches for you. Um, yeah, that's right. And he, within two days, already went and cleaned up the front page of the Pimple Arcade fans' uh, website, went through, cleared out a whole bunch of sticky posts, um, basically went and took out the trash, you might say, that's been, uh, we've been hoarding. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So if you've noticed a new look about the Pimble Arcade fans uh, website, you can thank Sven for that, uh, and I encourage you to do that. Um, he's, he's putting in a lot of work that probably has just been built up over time where he's like, God, why don't they do it this way? Why don't they do it this way? Why don't they do it this way? And we kind of came to the conclusion, uh, myself, Jared, and the other moderators on the, on the thread, after, after Sven had put in enough time helping me with various projects on the side, I was like, hey, you know what? This guy actually kind of cares about this stuff, so yeah. why don't we give yeah, him some extra access? Yep, and it's paying off, so that's really good. So if, uh, if, if, if suddenly you find yourself being banned by Sven, it's, it's not the, us. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's him. It's, it's, it's him. He's doing it, because we're just sitting here. All right, folks. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks, uh, thanks as always to listening to us blather on and on and on and on and on about all sorts of nonsense. We'll continue uh, blathering on and on next week, so tune in then, too. Yeah, we'll be here. We will be. All right, until then catch you on the flip side. Bye-bye. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rugs. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blockade is delivered to. You can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening, play some pinball.